we had a summit pass in Colorado in whatever year. I think that was 86, actually, 86 or 87. And uh, Craig had to pick up garbage for two weeks at a, base, at a Basin because he um, jumped over the skier lady, like literally fucking aired over this lady, and she just freaked, and he got in trouble. He had to pick up garbage for two weeks. <laughs> you know, like I can remember like him getting 20... 20 protos at a time you know like when we live in Oregon you get like almost a pallet of board boxes with just slightly different side cuts in every board you know and just thought and, and like we get up the lift and he'd just be kind of you know going you know talking out loud how to like apply the edge in my head like I just was like I gotta start writing backwards <laughs> you know what I mean like, I always did like the opposite. I totally respected him, but like subconsciously or consciously, I always did the opposite of him, you know? Like Craig did tailbones, I'll do those bones, you know, just shit like that, you know? He and I met here in Nelson through a mutual friend, John Buffrey, and he wanted to get something going on in Nelson, and I was already started coming on something else, and I thought we could both together. And then he helped kind of pick the place and really taught me a lot that first kind of three years that I was figuring this out. It's not um, the gnarliest like place. It's not like Micah or some of the places that you go to with the helicopters or even some of the other cat places. It's just that we got really long, like sustained cow, great tree skiing, lots of like jumps and bumps. And, you know, I think bald face is more like having like mammoth all to yourself for a day. A pow day. You know, there is some gnarly shit there, but basically you're just like fucking shredding as hard as you can all day, every day. It's totally rideable terrain. You can't leave yourself all too much trouble. First of all, he fell in love with a girl in Nelson. Savina and uh, really wanted to put down some roots here. He had been in Fernie, and I think Island Lake does an amazing job doing what they're doing. But I also think, you know, Craig really liked to create, and I think we really saw the opportunity to create something like unique and special here so you know I think it was just exciting to try to be a part of something new with somebody that shared a lot of the same kind of vision that he did yeah we weren't really doing exactly what other people had done we were trying to do a little bit differently so I wouldn't say I grew like he was only three years older than I am so I don't know that there was like a lot of idol stuff but I know that when you know like the first time the first couple times we hung out I was like holy fuck I remember thinking like I'm a guitar player too and I remember after hanging out with Craig and like playing chess with him and having tea and kind of like really getting to know him, I was like, this is like hanging out with Bob Marley. Like, this is exactly like hanging out with one of the guys that you totally, you know, one of the reasons I learned how to play guitar is because of Hendrix, you know, and I could just imagine playing chess with Hendrix. You know, that's what it was like hanging out with Craig. I was very cognizant that I was like hanging out with somebody who really had seen some things and done some things and had a lot to share, you know, but he kind of held his cards close to his chest and... I don't think you just gave it up, you know? You had to kind of get to know him and, and really ask the right questions to get the right answers, you know? Yeah, he was pretty tight. I mean, he was always showing up with weird boots and bindings and blackboards, and it's pretty rad. Like, we were hanging out right when Burton was getting into their split program and doing that weird binding that they did. Um, so there, we, we actually did a lot of work on that split design that Burton had when we were hanging out together, like a lot. Like, I basically went from snowshoes to a homemade split with a volet kit on it to that bird kit. And I got to ride that bird kit for like three years with Craig. It was insane. 
does it mean? Yeah, I mean, I think there's good tools, different tools for different days for different objectives. You know, those verts are pretty hard to beat if you're just hot lapping a little shooting section or something. Mm-hmm. Or if you're hiking with a really heavy pack, like photographers and stuff, verts are awesome. Because mm-hmm. you're just moving around. But I think when you're really spending the day in the backcountry, you're really sessioning, you know, this foot parts are a tool for the job. I remember specifically his hands and how he kind of steered with this. He was swinging so much control, you know? Like, ultimate technician on a snowboard. Fucking insane. And the speed, you know? You think you're a good snowboarder and you think you know what's up. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't recognize about riding with the greats is like, holy fuck, they go fast. Fast. No fucking hitting the brakes and throwing up a big snow wall. You know, it's just absolute confidence, pure flow, like, just, like, fast, fast, fast. And confident, confident, confident. You know, the coolest thing is, like, not really feeling like... I always felt like when I rode with Craig, like, he was trying to help me come up. You know, there was never any, like, ah, you bonered that, or, you know, like, there's never any... It was always, like, yeah, man, really, like... You know, I think he just was really good about kind of pumping up your confidence so that you felt like you belonged, you know? And that was always It seems very Hollywood to me, the idea that Craig Kelly said one day, like, I want to be the very first backcountry guide on a snowboard. Like, that doesn't seem no, like something that he would have said. No, it's not how it went. It, I hear it in the movies, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Craig in any way. No, I agree. He just wanted to become a backcountry guy because he owned a business where that would be relevant and he also was like what you said so passionate about it Mm -hmm. that he was at that level of recreational and ready to flip it to the professional so at that point that's when he came to you Mm, probably a little prior he was you know he had finished his free riding and he was getting into the backcountry and leading the way in being a backcountry uh, snowboarder and he would go uh, he'd have all these great ideas where he wanted to go and he'd go to that specific area hire a helicopter with an associated guide in that local area and have this experience and by chance I was one of those guys at a time and in that experience during a bad day where it was we couldn't fly we were doing some rope work and he was really curious very smart understood it picked up stuff very fast and then just in conversation asked me what I did and I told him that I was a split board guide at a remote lodge in the Rockies. And he's like, what? A what? Anyway, so he kind of ca- caught on to this split board thing and called me the next spring, uh, fall and said, hey, Craig Kelly here, you remember me? Uh, we talked. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember you. He said, well, I got a split board from Burton that he helped engineer. Yeah. And he said, show me what you know about how to use it. I said, sure. So he came to Nelson and uh, we went him and a couple other friends of mine, Keith Lockhurst, and we went splitboarding for the first time. And then kind of just kind of hung out in Nelson a little bit more and more and more, and we kind of did some backcountry fun trips. And then he always had his budget about, you know, making glove commercial for Burton or boot commercial for Burton. And he'd have a budget access with helicopters, and he hired me kind of as his guide to help him do that. And that just grew into years of being that. I was kind of in his entourage of 
helping him create films, which was a bigger film, not just commercials. And over time, just a colla- you know, just us hanging out with each other more and more, uh, setting up camera or him on train and me in a good place and talking about the logistics of setting up start zones and where to go and pickups and just being effective with our communications and yeah saving money on helicopters digging snow profiles and sharing that knowledge you could just see like he did with all of his other types of life of free ride backcountries like the natural succession was to learn how to be this and guide in the background in the backcountry where we were kind of on that path when we had the opportunity to come up with Jeff and Sierra and Baldwin's and he was kind of already on that route and we had a bit of a difficulty uh, bringing the association to accepting uh, Craig as a client, uh, but he had already kind of started with uh, myself at Baldface and other as kind of a, a second guide, and so I would be on a group and he'd have a second group and we would kind of just move through the mountains and he started his steps yeah. toward being a guide. Yeah. And he got, eventually we did have the Association of Canadian Mountain Guides accept him in an evaluation and he was doing really, really well. Awesome. Really, really well. Craig would have been an incredibly amazing guide. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yes. I think. It would be a different world. 